0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Discover 901.
1: Today, we sat down with Tony Westmoreland and Mark Shrek to discuss how live music is moving forward in Memphis during the COVID era. Enjoy.
0: All right, everybody. Live Station 8 Productions, April 13th. Another episode of our Discover 901 series where we're talking about local businesses, innovators, and all the good things that are happening in Memphis. I am joined by Mr. Tony Westmoreland. How's how you doing, going? Tony? Doing great. Nice, nice. I'm also joined to my left here by Mr. Mark Shrek. How's it going, Mark? Good, how are you? Good. Make, talk to your mic, man. Get up close right to it. it. We want to hear your, your right. beautiful, sexy voice. <laughs> nice. So um, I want to talk about Growlers. You guys, uh, I've been hearing a lot of hype. I know you guys are kind of breaking the ice of getting back into shows and and doing that. It's been a very interesting year, I think, for all of us. But kind of seeing the other side of that now and, and want to break that down a little bit. But before we do that, I want to know just a little bit more about the people kind of behind Growlers and what we have going on. So, Mark, I know I've known you. I've known you I think uh, since shows of like 2006 7 8 and 9
1: it's probably been about 12 13 years now.
0: Yeah, and I've seen you come from a long way. Yeah. You were down in South Haven, you know, you were working what was the, your your booking company?
1: Uh, it was Diamond Heart Booking was what it started off as, was the first one. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you were working and uh, bringing a lot of like metal bands and things back in the day when, when that was the hype and, and doing the whole thing. And now you've kind of progressed, yeah?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, basically, yeah, what was it? it was 15 going on 16, started booking acoustic coffee shop shows and then booking those metal shows, mm-hmm. pop punk, indie rock shows, and smaller venues like the Abbey. And then moving forward, to that after that was in high school met up with Ryan and Taylor Ag. Mm, that was one look back I won't look back, yeah, won't look back mm-hmm. and was helping them out a little bit on their shows and then after that when I graduated high school I started doing a lot of stagehand work doing arena stuff um, music festivals just kind of learning the ropes on just all different sides of the music industry and then from there it was started working for Mikey Mikey Glenn and Mike Glenn at the New Daisy mm-hmm. and started at the very bottom doing, you know, custodial work, stage hand, just kind of bar backing, whatever was needed. And then new days got sold over, was still doing the same thing from there. But then casually as the years went by, like built myself up to being the manager there from the bottom to the top. So that's no.
0: awesome. Yeah, New Daisy unfortunately is not not not, not present any anymore, longer, yeah. right? We're seeing that kind of a kind of a drought of of venues, which yeah. is kind of a big piece of what we'll talk about today because it sounds like you guys have a lot of forward momentum in that realm, which is awesome. But now you've you've climbed your way and, and you're working for Growlers. What
1: are you doing at Growlers? So Growlers, I'm the GM there and then helping out with the booking, running the shows, um me and our partner, Mikey kind of co-lead the booking he books a lot more to the national bands i deal more so with the local acts and everything like that and some of the nationals so. yeah
0: so growlers has managing that and doing that i guess you really haven't had a lot of action in the last year
1: with everything going on so last year you know the first what three four months we didn't have any action going on obviously with the actual shutdown started doing live streams after that and live streams got a little bit of action. It helped promote local artists and everything like that. Um, but then we had the the other shutdown at the end of December, just kind of put us back. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of cut out just everything in general, just because it was kind of hard to do stuff. So about a month ago, we came back doing local shows, and so far, majority of them have been hitting off better than what local shows were doing before the pandemic. Yeah, so there's a lot of I'm sure people are ready to get
0: out. Yeah, so turn it turn into you, Tony. How how has the last year been as from an owner operator standpoint, trying to make Growlers what it is?
2: Busier than the normal business. You would think it would be a little less busy, and you got time to do things. But trying to figure out the business model and continue that to work, so you don't run out of funding, and uh, you know you're able to kind of keep some of your employees staffed. It's
0: Mm -hmm. a lot of work. Yeah. Has there been anything that um, has given you forward momentum and in such a downtime, or has it just been trying to keep head above water?
2: I mean, we never really stopped growing with the company. We opened up three other spots during COVID. So um, luckily we're, we're smart about our business models. So we didn't really run out of funding. We got really close. So that was spooky, but you know, um, Mikey Glenn helped get uh, some of the, Grant money from the city, state, um, which we got that for several different music venues in Memphis. Um, so that was nice. It was like a little ten grand, but hey, man, yeah, it absolutely. helps. Um, and then you know the the PPP funds. Everybody took advantage of those uh, grants that were out there, forgivable, you know, free money from the government to hey keep people off payroll, try to keep them working. Um, and then you know we've got some more relief coming out, so it's going to get us through everything. Um, you know, we're on like meetings and stuff every week with Neva and trying to keep up with everything going on.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. So you mentioned you opened three other businesses, uh, during COVID is the, are these venue focused as well? Oh, one of them is that's uh, Carolina watershed, but, okay. um,
2: you know, we have a stage, it's not like growlers, but you know, it's a stage out there. We can put some shows up. We've got a filled up top. So we're going to probably do some larger shows, 1500, 2000 people once
0: mm. we get through this COVID mess. That's awesome. I've heard a lot of a lot of good things about the Carolina Watershed. Uh, what what else? Um, what other businesses for those listening that maybe aren't as familiar with with what you're a part of? What else do you have going on in Memphis? So our focus is kind of trying to save the nostalgia
2: in Memphis and keep the the businesses that people know up and going. And you know, not not so much new things. We do have some new concepts, but um, we're involved in Sidecar Cafe, Growlers, Zinnies in Midtown, Downtown. We have Beignets, Sugar Grits. Mm-hmm. Carolina Watershed, and then we help out with um, a few other local businesses like Hernando Sideway and Strano. You know, it's, uh, it's been a tough year for everybody. So from my standpoint and my resources, trying to put that to work for everybody else so they don't lose what they put into it. Like Dale Watson put a lot of money into Hernando Sideway. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, two weeks ago, they were talking about selling it. I helped stop that process we came in as a as a team effort and uh you know kind of fixed their issues
0: and saturday we had a sold out show there wow so that's awesome you mentioned uh preserving the nostalgia of memphis and things like that do you have any particular victories in that way that i think come to mind
2: yeah i think so um you know growlers as it was a music venue before as the old high tone and then uh, it turned into like a sports bar So we had a transition period to where we ran it as the sports bar that it was. It was called Sports Junction for about the first three months of our operation. Mm -hmm. And then we transitioned into Growler's model. But as, you know, hopefully everybody understands, it takes a while to develop relationships with bands and to build that trust, you know, Um, because they get screwed over a lot, you know. Um, I I like to feel like we're the good guys in the the battle for the bands, really. Um, So – we built our relationship up. We took Growlers into a position where we had, you know, a stupid temporary logo, You know, it was meant to be funny. Um, but it was pinging on, like, still doing the sports and still doing some music as we built up that reputation. And uh, once we got to the point, we felt like, okay, it's go time. You know, we're going to go full force music. Then we changed the logo of Growlers, and we re- redid everything. And, uh, I mean, 2019 was a phenomenal year for us and
1: 2020 i mean that was shaping up really nice and we we started off with legendary bands like black flag we had (laughs) the bassist from iron maiden his his band we had uh legendary edm edm mag named diesel boy um we had bands that were supposed to be coming towards the summer like the who that's I mean, we had Huge can- on rock radio, right Cannibal now. Corpse,
2: Twisted. I mean, it was yeah. ICP, DJ Paul. We had so many cool yeah. shows, and like 2020 was just lined up with, you know, nothing but really good stuff. And, you know, like even building up bands like Black Pumas played at Growlers twice. First time they had
1: eighteen people in there, and I think I had to call half of them to get them to show up. Second time it was about 150. Oh, wow. And then
0: Why do you think that is? Do You think that's just are you guys doing like promotion with them or just giving them a space or you think you're just building the business to a point where people are just are filling in?
2: I mean, I think we can tell the talent when it comes in and we mm-hmm. know what to, you know, what to really push and get people involved in. And then, you know, we had them scheduled for a third performance in 2020, but of course that got canceled. So instead of playing growlers, they played the presidential inauguration and the Grammys. So yeah, I'm like, this, yeah, this you know, damn! Long, I saw yeah. them play at growlers in front of like 18 people, you know, it's, and the dudes are cool as shit. You know, it's a, I don't know. I guess we're okay with Yeah. That. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, and that's the exciting part, I think, for the music is being able to meet these new musicians coming up or the old musicians that have been in the game for a long time and getting to know them on a personal level. Um, that's, that's like the, the best part of it to me. And then you get mm-hmm. to see the people's faces because you put that in the room. You brought that here. You've created that experience for the people that are there at the show. Um, that's where I think we get all of our enjoyment and it keeps us going. You know, it's like, yeah, this year's been tough, but we know we're going to come out on the backside of this. You can't replace live music, you know. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to come back and we're seeing a big uptick in it. Yeah. Uh, like even local bands that would draw, you know, 20 people
1: originally <laughs> yeah, people comp, are ready yeah.
0: to, to get out there and experience it's kind of like we were talking a little bit before i think people are just really looking for more stimulation and ready to receive some things in a new way and people that maybe love music but weren't as you know in, intentional about going to shows are definitely going to be there now yeah. so i think you're probably already seeing some of that yeah so rewinding a little bit you said that you there was kind of a, a point in time where you transitioned away from sports entirely so yeah. what was what was the reasoning behind that just, Just love for music. Yeah, building that. I mean, we, we, we kind of had a game plan
2: in the beginning, and it was building that reputation with the band so they felt comfortable. And, you know, it's it's a working relationship like um, what Mark was talking about a little bit earlier before we started the cast is, you know, on a door deal, we see this as a, um, a relationship building. It's a business endeavor between the bands and the venue. We have expenses. We know the bands have expenses. We never let a band leave without making some kind of money. Um, even if they bring two people because we're trying to get new music in Memphis and a lot of people don't know what's going on, but, um, you know, it's, they have expenses. We have expenses. We share on that as long as like we get the basic cost of doing the show production, which is like our door guy and sound guy talking like 125, 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. Then they keep the rest of the door.
0: You know, we want them to be happy. We want them to make money. We want them to come back, you know? Yeah. And and what you just described is an experience that I know I, I never had in 2010 and, and around that whole area. I mean, it was just, you were lucky just to play shows and, and get, I mean, this is playing with national bands, touring bands, doing, putting a lot of work, releasing albums and having merch and all those things. And we, you know, just in my experience, Mark, I know you too. I mean, we were just happy to play. But that's not very practical for being young and excited about music. That's that's wonderful and great. But what you guys are doing by kind of bridging the gap between giving people a fun, amazing space, but also a legitimate opportunity to you know recuperate some of their costs and all the investment and time is something that's really special. I think it's a um,
2: you know, when you have a music venue that's run by a musician or someone that at least has been involved in that music, like Dale Watson at Hernando's, you know, he understands. The band's got to make money you know everybody's mm-hmm. got to leave happy um i DJed a lot 20 years ago so i traveled around a lot and um actually had a you know rave production company in memphis which was <laughs> i mean we, we did That's great what happened to it we did shows the pipkin well um let's see there was a lot of drug busts that happened at other people's parties and uh it kind of destroyed the scene so at that point in time i moved up to uh, connecticut but i was still djing up in the north but you know, like wagging around vinyl crates and you know turntables, just to find a place to play, and then you walk out, and you know you might make a hundred bucks, but it's a lot of work. So mm-hmm. we understand that, and we know there's gas, and you got to eat, and you got to have places to stay. We don't expect people to, like sleep in their vans. You know, yeah. we've we've let bands stay cause they in the venue,
1: yeah, stay in the venue before because they have nowhere the venue else to or go.
2: Camp out on the patio. I
1: mean, it's. Like,
2: <laughs> they're like can we just put a tent up I'm like yeah you can put a tent up i don't care you know just watch out for yeah. the bums um fair warning yeah yeah Um, uh, but i think that has a big thing to do with it is the perception of well, not really perception but the understanding you know from the venue owner like how to treat someone else especially when you've been in that situation
0: yeah being a decent human a little bit of common courtesy you know a, a dying dying skill dying thing that's yeah. No, oh, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you know, we're optimistic here. We have some people sitting at this table that don't share that philosophy, right? Yeah. So, you know, for progression, and it's all in Memphis. Exactly. But, uh, so give me the timeline for Growlers. When was when when was it conceived? I know you mentioned it, but what was what was the actual timeline, year wise? So, um, I had met with a guy that owned it, which is Sports Junction,
2: and, uh, you know, we were talking about some consulting because he was having problems running his business,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and. You know, he didn't really want to pay anything for it. So I was like, well, you know, at that point in time, I was just kind of developing into doing the restaurant consulting stuff. And, uh, I still answered his questions. You know, I just wasn't there to help him throughout his day-to-day operations. So three months later, he called me and he was like, Hey, I think I want to get rid of the spot. I was like, okay, well, you know, what do you want for it? We worked out a deal. And I think September of 2017, we took it over. I think it's almost been about five years. Um... But, so we had to go through, you know, trying to get his crowd out because it's, it was a rough little uh, deal going on with what he had in there. Sure. Um, And then February of 2018, I think, mm-hmm. we turned it into Growlers. I might be off a year. We might've been 16.
1: Let's see. Um,
2: but either way, I mean, we've been there about five yeah. years now. Yeah. Where, where did the name come from, Growlers. Growlers actually started as a combination of Memphis and music. Um, meaning, if you look at the, uh, so you got like lions and tigers and bears in Memphis, right? So we looked at that from like the sports and the connectivity to the city. And then also from the standpoint of music and, you know, not only just music, but the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's not we play a lot of angry music so yeah. it's kind of like you know we were going for that um heavy hardcore style yeah. punk and everything in the beginning to get us momentum uh that's where our connectivity was and then it just branched out to where we do i mean it, if that's you literally think any style of it of music. we've done music yeah
1: that's any style of music i mean before covid we'd have indie band one night on a sunday next night have a country band on monday tuesday have an r b band wednesday have edm thursday have metal wow. i mean it could literally be any kind yeah, of did, genre. You, did you find
0: your your crowd to be reflective of like pretty much a completely variant, like complete variance in the crowd for each show and genre it, or was it, it pretty consistent i mean
2: it's it's like that with the uh, music so we've i mean i, I Everybody in Memphis knows what Growlers is now. I would imagine, but yeah, it's yeah, you know, sure. it, it's different crowds every night because you got different stuff, and it's a, about the artist's expression. So mm-hmm. the shows we do, it's not just music. You know, we've done burlesque, we've done drag shows, we've done uh, comedy. I mean, uh, mail reviews, midget wrestling. Yeah. You all know, it's all different kinds of events. Yeah. It's all about hmm. entertaining the public and what your interests are. You know, we feel like uh, we're part of the community, so we want all the community, be part of what we are and not segregate what we do as far as like, well, you know, this is the only style that we're going to put in this room. Um, you know, you may want to go see a a different show somewhere else, but it might also be across the city and you don't want to go out that far. You know, people in Midtown don't want to cross over East Parkway. So, (laughs) um, you know, that's, that's kind of our thought process is making it as memphis as possible and memphis is just a melting pot of everything so absolutely yeah
0: i have a lot of respect for that and i know many other people do too i I didn't realize that you guys were involved just in artistry in general and not just you know music when you mentioned like you know the burlesque and all all the other things that you're that you're doing besides music did that is that something that you guys were uh, approached about or did you seek that out to kind of find the other talent beyond music i think a
2: little mixture of both um you know i didn't realize like there was the Puluminati show that we did yeah. um, for Halloween one night and the turnout for that was amazing um, and you know
1: that was kind of a last minute put together like a month like less than a month out on a Halloween show
2: yeah, but from our backgrounds, I mean all the all the arts kind of mesh in together and that we do that a lot of shows we'll put you know artists in there doing live paintings or whatever or they can come in the venue and sell their art um, we, we try to help new entrepreneurs in Memphis you know, kickstart their businesses if they want to come in and put a pop-up shop at a small to medium size show.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Obviously we don't have a lot of square foot. So if it's gonna be sold out, it's kind of limited. But um trying to support people's other, other people's visions. Right. You know, it's uh if I didn't have my my team and if I didn't have the drive that I did, which a lot of people didn't give me an opportunity when I was trying you know, I had to really work for it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like building up, learning how to DJ, taking your crap everywhere, figuring out how to do that. And then eventually, you know, word gets out and you do okay. But, um, I just want to give people the opportunity to get out and express themselves and, you know, without jumping off the cliff and trying, you don't ever know if you're going to fly or not. That's right. So anybody can be a superstar.
0: Mm -hmm. You never know. Yeah. It's awesome to see people that have resources and good intentions in the city to kind of offer a platform like that. I mean, that's a big part of of what we're trying to do, but it's, it's, that's a lot more than just you, just us, you know, there's a lot of people in Memphis that it's going to take to really rally behind uh, the artists and really support it because I don't know, there's, you don't have to go far in Memphis to find great talent. I mean, I I was talking to you, Mark um, and a lot of, you said most of the bands at this point um, that are coming up and that you've been working with are all local bands. And they're just like selling out shows, you know, left and right, which is awesome. You didn't see that type of local support. So there might be a new wave, you know, just from the community at large and not just, you know, these individuals, but with these individuals like you, like both of
1: you. Well, I Um, also think like during the pandemic and during COVID, some of these bands that actually took the time to really focus on their craft and mm -hmm. work on their music. Like that's also another thing is they had the time to do that and they Kept pushing themselves and like kept trying to push themselves to new fans and new audience members as well. Like, mm-hmm. I talked to Ed Harris yeah. yesterday. Of course, oh, hey. I went and bought yeah. shout out ch- Ed Harris. <laughs> I want and bought some jewelry from it for my wife's birthday
2: yesterday. Yeah, but, nice. You know, he's working on a new project, I think, with some of the guys from On a Dev Machine. That's uh, okay. I think it's called the uh, Icarus Project or something. Yeah. But he was letting me listen to a little bit of it yesterday. I mean, it's they are fine tuning things and getting back into stuff. So, I think that's great but the touring schedules are a little limited so really being able to put a focus on that and getting the local musicians in letting them i mean it's like band practice you know come in mm-hmm. and play who cares if it if it sounds like crap you're going to get a response people are gonna let you know what it sounds like and then you can gauge like what you need to tweak to make that music better yeah um especially true for like just like a comedian
0: right you go up and just throw it out what, exactly what happens, happens yeah throw the paper away and just go for it you know yeah for sure Um, do you feel like there's been any, it's five years or so, do you feel like there's been any like major noteworthy evolutions in the business that just kind of like really shifted everything? I know obviously a big one was shifting away from sports. Um, and that's okay if there's not, but if there was like another kind of monumentous occasion in the last five years that really made a difference for your relationship with the city or something like that, maybe. I mean, you know, the, the main thing I think
2: is building the relationship with the venue and, you know, people understanding when they come in, like we're, we're, we're not a bunch of assholes, you know. We want to make sure that everybody has a good time, gets home safe, you know. we um, have had one of our employees coddle someone while they're puking on him. You know, it's like we're <laughs> – That's commitment. Know, it, it, it is. <laughs> like, you know, there's not another person like him ever, I don't think. But, uh, you know, we do We've – we've built it up to where before the pandemic hit, I mean, I think there was like maybe – seven to nine days in 2019 that we didn't have a show at growlers so you're talking a show most every day of the week um and people started to get that like well i can go to growlers and see what they've got going on you know let's look at their facebook and find out what the event is and it just kind of kept building um you know we put the pinball machines in there which all the bands love um pool table everybody loves you know playing pool listen to music just chilling out
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know we don't we don't really see ourselves as being a competitor in the market we see ourselves being another avenue for entertainment to help build the scene up when we opened growlers there was only the Hot tone really that you could see live music in memphis from a venue standpoint like that mm-hmm. i mean now look at it we've got because i mean young avenue Deli used to do it but they stopped doing music mm-hmm. most of the other places shut down um but now you got the hot tone you've got us you've got black lodge B side, Hernando's mm-hmm. Hideaway. I mean, there's all these places to enjoy entertainment. Finally, because it was like, man, I remember back 20 years ago, any day of the week I could go out and I could find an EDM show, just just EDM. Any 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 day of the week I could find somewhere to go and listen to DJs and you know build my craft and see what other people were doing. And uh, I moved away, come back to Memphis. I'm like, well, shit, there's nothing going on. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know, you got to wait till Friday or Saturday. Well, that's bullshit because. I work in the restaurant business. I don't have all Friday, Saturday night. You know, I want to go do something on a Monday night or a Sunday night, you know. Um, so I can hang out all night, drink, and sleep till noon. Right. before I had kids. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't you know, there's not really been a something I could signify as being like a major shift in the market. Even when the Daisy shut down, I mean, we weren't
1: co- competing with the Daisy. Those were big shows. No, we right? I um, mean, I think because what we y'all had, before I even started at Grouchy, when I was still at the Daisy. I mean, there was maybe one show, which was the Dance Kevin Dance show that could have been at the Daisy, and that was it, you know. Yeah,
2: I mean, we've had some packed-ass shows. Yeah, but, but
1: it's like there was there's really not that many shows that have come through. That. I think it's exposure, man. Yeah. You know, you expose mm-hmm. people
2: to... I mean, you mean, shit, you expose them to the sun, they're going to get a tan. You expose them to music, eventually they're going to find something that's their niche.
0: Sure. Do you think you're like at a point and at a stage of building a relationship with uh, you know, booking companies and national bands and giving them the opportunity to come in as well? And the reason I ask is because I feel like, Mark, you and we were kids playing music. There was a lot of booking companies that put a bad taste in a lot of bands mouths, you know, that were not from Memphis and even from Memphis because they took advantage of the local bands and there wasn't, you know, a lot of reciprocation in the relationships. Um, Do you feel like you guys are kind of doing something different and may open doors like that to kind of actually get some of that notoriety back from other bands that aren't from Memphis to play?
1: Like he was saying earlier, it's like, you know, even if a band had you know, two people show up to show, we still make sure they get some kind of money for gas, even though we're losing money out of our pocket from our expenses and giving them some money. Like we've gotten a good reputation for that with, you know, we take care of ours, you know, if, we have chased down bands yeah. to give them money. Like Thaddeus Gonzalez was like leaving in his van, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, man. I yeah. oh that's that's. Cool. And I mean, we've had bands that have even, you know, bigger bands like that have left thousand dollars in cash that like just literally left it on the desk right after we got done settling that's with an them. interesting like, and, mistake and not a common to, one <laughs> we've had to call them and be like hey uh you left your cash here that like, was a weed eater they yeah. got <laughs> so messed up and had a, such a good time they left a thousand dollars so i had to wire it to their <laughs> that's agent a big tip. really good time no that's so, awesome but uh yeah i mean we get a lot of return like the agents know that we take care of the band so you know good. they try to do <laughs> us a favor. they try to good. do us a favor Thank you. back with you know giving us more shows and artists. that want to come into town. Um, the bands 90, at least 90% of the time want to return. Like we get, you know, six months to a year later, like, Hey, we're ready to come back through Memphis. Like, whereas, you know, some venues, like it's kind of a one and done thing. Like, you know, anywhere in the country, if you have a bad experience as a band, it's just kind of a one and done.
2: Memphis became a yeah. pass through, man. People just pass us up. It's like, okay, we're the home of rock and roll. I know. You know that's you know, what always
0: confused me. Where are
2: you going? You're going to Little Rock, you're going to St. Louis. You're going Nashville, to Nashville, Birmingham. Yeah. I mean, you know, give us a shot. We'll help build it up and see it and, you know, try to help build the standard. Definitely not saying Growlers is a standard, but we put a lot of work into that. Sure. And it's it's kind of meant to be that like little shithole place that I remember going to to watch shows in like Barristers in the Map Room and stuff back in my day. Yeah. I don't want to make it that nice. I want you to come in and it's grungy and it's like, you know, you, you you're don't, there not enjoy the
0: music. You're Right. You know. Yeah. Even it was formerly the high tone. I mean, I remember playing there and it was the best environment. You yeah. know, just it was cool. It's a great place. We've
2: had so many bands come in and be like, oh, man, the stage isn't big enough. You <laughs> can't do the show. And Mikey's like, yeah, you're going to do the damn show. You want to get paid. So they do the show. We feed them. You know, we cut Take up care with of them. them. And at the end of the show, they're like, man, that was the best fucking show ever. Yeah. Like, you know, we haven't had that much energy. Um, well, it's
0: because they're up on, you know, they're with the crowd. Yeah, they underestimate the they value forget,
1: of being in someone's face. They forget <laughs> the basics of where, like, you know, where it started from, you yeah. know, like, where they came from. It's
2: yeah. like you, you didn't start playing shows like in big arenas. You started in a room like this.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. How, how are you guys uh, marketing yourself in this this day and age post-corona
1: Post corona right now, I mean, it's just, you know, social media right now at the moment. Just we're taking it slow. It seems doing. like you probably have a decent amount of awareness yeah. already to where when you put something out, people are going to hear
0: about it. Um, but yeah, so it's mainly just social media pushing yeah. and, and things like right, that. Right mm-hmm.
1: now, we're taking it slow doing weekends only for the most part. If somebody wants to do an event on outside of the weekend, we'll do it but we've been mainly doing the weekends only focus on local artists. Um, next weekend we'll have our first technical national act and it'll be probably our first national, like big name comedian that we've had in the venue since growlers. It started as growlers. I would assume. Oh, what Uh, clown (laughs) was. But now we got yeah, Chris Catan from SNL and I, night at the Roxbury and stuff coming in next week. Romano. Yeah. What, what, what day? Uh, He's coming in two days, doing two shows okay. each night. So. April twenty third, twenty fourth. That's also another thing is that we haven't really done too much comedy. We've done a little bit of comedy in the past, but yeah, you know, we're hoping to branch off a little bit more comedy, you know, moving forward after COVID. I mean, we've done Bring the mail it, reviews, yeah. and those are pretty damn funny. But yeah. you know, as far as stand up goes, but yeah, actual you know national stand up talent, and even independent stand up talent. Like we haven't really done too much of that over you mm-hmm. know what. Four years of Growlers. We've only done a little bit of independent stuff. Yeah, but that's the thing that we're going to be focused on a little bit more. Moving on past COVID is trying to get some more national, uh, com- comedic action going on, and then as well. So after that, we've got Steel Panther coming in. Yeah. Um, which, which I nice. mean, if you if, you're, out, if you if you know anything about rock history or anything like that, you know yeah. who Steel Panther uh, yeah, is. Definitely. Um, but they're coming in on may 1st and will be the first real national show we got in there doing the same thing two shows in one night doing limited capacity to, you know keep with the covid precautions and everything like that mm-hmm. still we just released uh, another one too what was that one um what's what do we got
2: oh uh, i mean it's a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff coming up but yeah. we just released another pretty decent band I can't remember which one. but I'm, yeah, so. I'm not There's sure. So much we're, crap we're working on. It yeah. like three. three no, I
0: get four, it. Four, I get it. The calendar years, stays man. full, and that's yeah a good, a good problem to have to to be working with somebody. Then, I mean, it's
1: building back up. Yeah, the, that's awesome to hear. The, the focal point that's looking at right now is touring. Should hopefully be hitting back towards the end of August, mm-hmm. moving forward in the fall. So I mean a good time we're getting obviously, everybody's obviously we can't name yeah. names because we don't have them officially booked or sure. announced yet but but there's a lot man, there's there's, there's a lot of big shows i mean i from when i last looked at the calendar i think there's only a couple dates that have open holds and they're like weekdays and then i mean there's holds stacked on top of holds with big name artists that are wanting to come through in the fall so we're looking to hit back that's awesome so crazy towards the fall so
0: what local bands um have you been working with so far as you're kind of like getting back in the groove anything is there any shout outs
1: worth so the first one was cody clark which cody's been a big part of our venue what the past three four years he used to be in a band called my friend chris and then he kind of switched his focus over to country music so Mm -hmm. But he was kind of our first show back this year, which that sold out. Um, Coda, yeah, music by Coda. Is, it's awesome. They, I think we're
0: gonna be doing some work with them soon. Yeah,
1: they've been incredible. Like they've got a sound that's not like anything that I've really heard in this city before. Yeah, and they they, got, they produce yeah. that themselves. I think yeah. yeah,
0: which is incredible. It's awesome.
1: And then I mean, we've got other you know, hip hop shows. We've been working with a group called Dope on Arrival that. Their shows have been doing well. Um, I like them because they focus on the local talent and get a whole entire showcase and make it into an actual event. Um, we had a beat battle that DJ Space Age. Nice. Um, she's very big in the LGBT community, but also big in the hip hop community. But she's doing something different for the hip hop community as well for the actual producers of hip hop beats and everything like that, there hasn't really been much of anybody focusing on producers in the city in a while. Mm -hmm. It's only been really focused on the actual hip hop artists. So that's a big thing that we've been doing with her. Um, And we've had just different, all different kinds of local artists and we're starting to get some out of town artists coming to play with local artists as well.
2: I think you're dealing with a lot of emotion from people, you know, going through this stuff and it's like, you know, the bands obviously want to get out and play. They're practicing on stuff. But then again, like, there's still the concern. You know, the, the vaccination just started. They're concerned about coming out. They're concerned about putting people in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they might have somebody, like Ed was saying, you know, like they had a person that had, you know, dealing with some COVID stuff. So they had to cancel a, a practice or a show or whatever. So there's a bunch of things to consider on how we're getting back out of this COVID mess. Right. And it's not that... Uh, Cause we had a ton of local bands that were supporting growlers and, you know, i really not that many anymore that we're getting back in contact with. So I don't know, you
1: know, how their feelings are about getting was, back into it. We've lost sound guys over it. You know, it's like, right. Some of the bands it's like, I mean, it seems like there's been a lot of bands that actually broke up over COVID just they couldn't, you yeah, know, yeah. continue. Killing a lot and of then,
0: people's like all music aside. Yeah. I mean, it took a lot of people's told, will. But then there's you know? also,
1: I mean, some new bands that grew out of it and it's, It's literally been this past month where everyone's getting back in contact with each other and it's just leading up into the fall. It's just going to be rebuilding connections, you Mm -hmm. know, feelings, you know, people hopefully feeling safer to get out. Hopefully, you know, more and more people will keep getting the vaccines. Um, but yeah, it's, until the fall hits, I mean, that's when the... It's when the expectation... When they projected, and we'll see what happens. There's no telling, obviously, but that's kind of the projection of when things will start hitting full force again.
0: Sure. So what are the lines of communication that these artists you know, can use, or that you've been
1: using to just communicate and kind of keep these doors open? Is there any specific way that you've been doing that? So, I mean, with at least COVID's like, you know, I mean, we're doing limited capacity, keeping it like table seating only, um, making sure people are wearing their face masks when entering the building. And as well as when they're not see, I mean, as long as they're, when they're seated and everything like that, when they're not eating or drinking, following all the COVID guidelines. I mean, the locals yeah. always connect us with us on
2: either on Facebook, they'll call yeah. us, send us an email. The agents are always reaching out because they're trying to get their tours back going um you know and you were talking earlier about like how we get the word out well social media is about the best way to do that but the Mm -hmm. algorithms and stuff on facebook are so screwed up you know it's like i remember
0: there wasn't any social media you know i'm like this old dude now but um, well, it's working on, uh, you know, dividing people a little bit more so than unifying people, which is, yeah. you know, when you have a, a mission of unity through music and connecting people and you sure. have an entire platform that's not not necessarily operating in your favor, it can be frustrating yeah. to yeah. just get it out there. And we, we
2: still try to do the old school, like, street team put up posters and yeah. stuff everywhere. Like, that was the only way you found out about shows that in the Memphis Flyer back when, you know, um, 20 years ago. But yeah, before MySpace yeah. blew up yeah. and everything like that. So it's... Um, how do you get the word out? That's one of the things that we are always trying to figure that out because we'll have shows still big ones and they're like, Oh shit. I didn't know they were playing at growlers, man. Why didn't you tell me? I'm like, what do you do? We've been
0: promoting this show for three months. What are you talking about? Yeah. Hmm.
2: Um, I never saw it, but you know,
0: yeah, it's an interesting thing to navigate, especially a lot of times they probably did see it and yeah, don't even yeah. remember it, you side, know what I mean? Been it's been
1: sidetracked <laughs> in their mind, yeah. Yeah, well, it's
0: real easy to flick your thumb and that's go also through. also another thing with know.
1: social media. It's like, I mean, it's good for promotion, but it's also, at the same time, you have so much out there that's filtering through your mind that, like, you will get sidetracked. Look, on, dude, I yeah, could put myself yeah. in there with a the thong yeah. on and I would have, like, a million likes. Hikes, yeah. <laughs> but you put, like,
2: you know, super dope band coming to Memphis and it's like, oh, 32 people, you
0: know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Well, maybe that's your next marketing campaign. I know, right? <laughs> Growlers only fans. <laughs> There's Hey, man, crazier things have happened and worked for that matter.
2: Well, people do like Mikey with his shirt off every now and then.
0: <laughs> so are you guys, you guys
2: serving food? Well, yeah, a little bit right now. You know, it's like uh, everywhere else in the city and I think country right now is like, um, it's hard to find people yeah. to work. And it's not... Yeah. I'm really like I'll go on a rant for a minute, but this whole like, well, if restaurants paid their people right, come on, man. If you're making two thirteen an hour, you are first of all that's illegal. Secondly, if you're not making minimum wage as a server, you need to find another job. But I mean, most of the restaurant tours I know we pay the the cooks a decent wage. It's not like you know we're trying to keep somebody under our thumb and not give mm-hmm. them opportunity to grow. Most of the guys that I know, anyway. But it is absolutely impossible to find cooks right now um i mean
1: everybody i know in the in the yeah.
2: restaurant business is like hey man do you have any cooks I'm like no yeah. do you have any cooks
1: <laughs> before i mean before we started this i mean i saw a post in the service industry group here locally and somebody posted like three years of line cooking experience and immediately there's 50 comments like from all different restaurants like yeah we're, we're hiring we're hiring we're hiring wow and, So, but yeah, I mean, we are serving food at Growlers right now, but it's very limited. It's just like a kind of simple free menu item just for people to have something to eat, appetize their stomach, or, you know, if they do get a little bit too drunk, have something to help them sober up, but it's quick, easy food. It's not like, yeah, yeah. it's not like what we want to do before COVID. We, you know, we made sure we always pride ourselves in having a good. It's something that's not going to let you down when you're
0: there. To enjoy a show and have some drinks, but so, you're looking to maybe elevate as the yeah. as the it, industry regulates. It would not Minglewood Hall food, if you yeah. get what I'm saying. Like <laughs> so, you know, twelve
2: dollars for some nasty ass chicken tenders. But yeah.
1: the focus is like definitely by hopefully the summer, but definitely fall. Have you know full menu again? Like, sure, we creative. I mean, we're all, we've always been creative of what we've done with our food. Yeah, what past, an interesting
0: so. predicament. I mean, yeah. what do you, what do you think? Uh, do you think anything can happen to kind of shift that and maybe get some more energy back is it back is the main
2: i think when the bands are not practicing they should come and learn how to cook in the kitchen <laughs> 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 so you talked about reciprocation there no <laughs> you know it's uh everybody I've talked to is like we're just going to have to push through it and get to September to where the comfortability of that governmental paycheck goes away mm-hmm. and I think the job market is going to be flooded. I mean, I, it's not just my opinion; it's everybody that I talk to within our restaurant groups that we, we have communication. Um, so I think it's it's going to suck for those people that are out there working. Like we have a good group of dudes and chicks that work with our group, mm-hmm. and man, we work sixty to eighty hours a week, do we not?
0: Yeah, it's a restaurant life, man. That's a, that's a hard business,
2: especially now. You know, yeah. it's like I'm sending people from one place to the next place. Yeah. I mean. We had to pull four people over to Hernando Saturday because they had the sellout show. Yeah. Took thirty minutes. We got them
1: fixed and back to where everybody needed to be. But you know, um, still, so it's like you have to make those moves and decisions at the time to get it done. Like right. So tell me about
0: you have. Tell me about the music venues that you're actually working with and trying to create. Because obviously, if you've got the Carolina Watershed and you've got Growlers, those are two very different experiences. No.
1: Is there any other venues at play here? And so, Hernan- so Hernandez is one that okay. you know, that just recently popped up. And then and that's like right. the Wild Wild West. I mean, yeah. Jason D. Williams
2: played there Saturday. That was an awesome show. And then in the middle of it, burlesque dancer. You know, it's like, oh <laughs> wow, man, this is like oh Southern Western Saloon. Yeah. You know, Honky Talk is and that you awesome.
1: has a lot of you know legacy with you know Elvis, Jerry Lee, Carl Perkins, etc. It's right there down the street from Graceland where Elvis lived, mm-hmm. and it's so it's a beautiful man, spot, yeah. too. They've done a lot of work, it's nice,
0: it's yeah. awesome. So, what are you guys trying to accomplish with Growlers versus the watershed? Then, I mean,
1: so watershed is more so just kind of a nice, just outdoor, chill vibe, like. Most shows out there is going to be kind of chill out music. Just you know, you're sitting out there. You know, you want we ha- we you had, want uh, you want ambiance out there. Obviously,
2: we do have a metal show coming up, which yeah. is Burn the Witch and Mudhole. Uh, that's, that's probably going to be, be, be the first, last. Yeah, the first so, and last. First and last metal know, show. Um, I think like so. You got hernando's Hideaway, which I was saying, Growlers does not have a niche. Right, we're kind of a, a melting pot of music. Yeah. Well, Hernandez Hideaway is going to be more of the you know country honky tonk Americana style music, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little rock, country rock, and then you got Watershed, which will probably stick to folk bluegrass. The some of the major touring
1: bands that are yeah. coming out like ind- um, that we've had before, like Towers, and no, um, indie focus, Vandaliers, like, indie more yeah. so okay. indie indie alternative focus more so at Watershed, and then occasionally we'll do big edm shows out there kind of like with a festival type vibe since it's outside like there's not really a spot in memphis to do you know a festival type vibe besides watershed so Mm -hmm.
2: i'm working on red clay strays to come to watershed right now um and then we have sidecar cafe so we do it's a lot of cover bands over there but we're going to start introducing original music hopefully this summer okay um, i'm trying to kick that off with be at the means but they're not touring right now i'm like oh man and <laughs> am talking their agent i was like i really want to get them back here um but uh that's that's really all we've got for
1: for music right now i mean we've got right stuff yeah. we've got stuff in the works for other things in the future but is
0: there yeah is there anything you're just that we haven't covered that you're extra excited about for 2021
2: hopefully something happens with mud island amphitheater we're trying to help get that shit going again okay so
0: i was i I, I was gonna bring that up um that's a good thing right i mean that's that's it seems like it would be as long as it's going to be fully utilized and actually bring you know bands back and and do that what is what's going on there like what's happening
2: well they've got four million dollars allocated for it so now is that from the city yeah um, okay but that's like you know are we going to spend that on Otter, otter statues, or are we going to actually spend that money on what needs to happen to get the vi- the Vineyard. venue fixed? And I mean, that's tax revenue. That's people downtown. Yeah. That is, I mean, that boosts our economy. So why wouldn't you put money into that versus like, oh well, yeah, it's
1: nice to have some otter statues in the park or whatever. Well, it's I mean, it's money that's coming from the taxpayers. So I mean. So it's as, not
0: money exclusively for Mud Island Amphitheater. It's yes, money that it, was it, given. It,
1: it is, but the grant—I mean, grant money from anything comes from tax payers. The is over the project, but, of, but
0: they're trying to debate on what to do with it within. Yeah, how to spend the money—the amphitheater. Okay,
1: got but the thing is, I mean, as a Honor statues, I, w- I would feel as a general, <laughs> right? As a general Memphian, even I really have a platypus. If yeah. you got, if you got the vote on what happened, would you want it to go towards the music venue side that, you know, you can actually, you mean what it's meant that, to do? That, that you can experience, or would you rather just a statue that if I do, and I don't get me wrong, the museum at Mud Island is nice, but that's, a, you know, every now and then you go to that museum and it's like, where the music venue you get to see shows have an actual experience versus, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, staring at an otter statue. Like Look, man, said, if, you know? if you're right.
2: if you're a Memphian, yeah, you can be like, Okay, the amphitheater is old, the concession stuck, sucked, the restroom the restrooms sucked, shit was broken. But it doesn't matter about all that. If you're a Memphian, you saw a show there that that's what you remember was like, damn, that show was badass. Unless you really think about it and like, Oh man, I remember like there was pee all over the floor. <laughs> you know, it's
1: it, it's Memphis. It's I mean, a little grungy, but you know it's when real. I, when yeah. I was in high school, that's where I got, went to go see majority of the biggest shows. Like I didn't go to the Forum or the Pyramid. Like you had Mud Island I mean, was yeah, Mud where, where, great, where, where the big shows were it's, at.
2: I at mean, what else you got? It's beautiful. That backdrop yeah. is beautiful. It's it like is. you're in the middle of the river, yeah. right there by Red Rocks. I'm not saying it's like Red Rocks, but it's right there in that little category yeah. of badass amphitheaters.
0: It is because you got the Mississippi River, the biggest river in the, in the country, yeah. just hanging out like right there, and you're on it, and you're seeing you know an awesome performance like i've seen incredible bands there growing up and it's a shame that you can't anymore and hopefully you can what about
2: what about snowden grove i'm like well you know i've been to field parties with more people
0: you know what snowden grove was cool but it just the location it's not going to be mud island no it's not not not, Memphis. drop is not there you're right it's not memphis too i I consider you know this is the tri-state so you gotta acknowledge that the, the other
1: thing that was fun about mud island was you know regardless of which way you wanted to take to get across the bridge like whether you walked above the bridge it was it was always cool walking above the bridge you know with especially being around a bunch of people or if you take the tram underneath it like the tram is fun like when you normally get to go ride a tram to go to a concert you know yeah like there's so many things I don't know that scares the shit out of me (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) Either but (laughs) either way it's like you know if you're down for that excitement with the tram it's fun but you know, even walking across the bridge, like it's a long walk and like that walk is kind of dreaded once you get to that halfway point, especially when you've been drinking, you get done with the concert. But at the same time, like you're leaving a concert and have, you know, everyone around you is people that have felt the same vibe with you when you're right. entering and leaving the concert. And there's, I mean, there's multiple things with that amphitheater that make it a different experience than anywhere else in the world. You know, we got to get it back. That's yeah. the point, you know.
0: So how can, you might know this, how can, uh, you know, someone listening to this Memphian, they want to be involved in that progression. I mean, if it is grant money, I mean, how can someone support that and be involved and push and promote, you know, maybe the venue and not the otter statues? Well,
2: there's a lot of, uh, public interaction meetings that we're trying to have right now. We've held two of them at watershed, um, just okay. trying to support the aspect of getting that going. And, um, where's that you know, promoted and where can people find that information on the meetings? Uh, it's usually through the downtown neighborhood association since okay. that's like downtown. Um, sure. but, um, uh, yeah, I think to just follow the DNA stuff and, you know, um, reach out to if somebody's got some pool, it'd be great. Reach out to the the mayor's office or MRPP and see like, when can we get this moving? Um, gosh. hopefully by next year we've got everything done and ready to go by spring, summer, fall, and we can boost the revenue for, all these businesses downtown that have been struggling for, you know, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that's
0: essential. Yeah. All, <laughs> in the, all, the,
2: all the hotels they've built down there. I mean, come on, we got to have some demand generators, like something to bring people in and it's not going to have, it's not going to be the forum all the time. Yeah.
0: You're right. Yeah. For, I mean, forums got, it's, it's good, but it, there's a, it's a different market, you know, the amphitheater, what it's able to provide yeah. for sure.
2: And the amphitheater slides underneath that whole, like, FedEx forum restriction to where you can't have any other venue that has over
1: 5,000 people or whatever. Mm -hmm. True. True. Navigating the new era. mm -hmm. That's right. And you have all different kinds of levels of artists that can only draw up to a certain amount that are still, you know, big artists. So, you know, at the forum, you know, you're going to have the packed out post Malone journey, whatever. But at mud Island, you can bring those, you know, up and coming radio artists or whatever, you know, acts that are in that mid range that they're not too big to play the arena but they're still not too small to be playing like the venues that were the size of minglewood and the daisy like right. you know and not not having that venue size right there there's a whole bunch of artists that we're missing coming through town like you have to have every size type of venue in the city going to have you know music continuously going in yeah. the city. like Like we were talking about earlier, it's like you know there was that gap for a long time where bands were skipping Memphis and going just straight to Nashville or Mm -hmm. St. Louis. Like it's like nine. What is it? Nine Inch Nails
2: played the Orpheum and sold out. Like you know
1: there were. (laughs) As I I said in that line, I'm like, oh my god,
2: are we ever going to get there to buy tickets? Um, But you know, it shows like that. It's like there are bands that can fill up that stadium, and but they're not going to fill up the Forum. Mm -hmm. And where else are we going to put these bands? Because now you've got the new Daisy's gone. Mm-hmm. who knows what the hell's going on with mingle wood yeah we know I mean, graceland live but live nation's running that so you know as far as like
1: you don't have any public outreach on that no, it's like it's man. what live nation wants to do like yeah
2: we're dead in the water with shows that are that like mid-range stuff that i really enjoy you know i don't really care about going and seeing red hot chili peppers really i mean mm-hmm. but i would like to go see um band of horses are you know hell nine inch nails again cab, yeah. Huda, the, whoever, yes. yeah they played at the orphan yeah. too yeah eight
0: yeah. yeah. brothers passed yeah. through there all the time two or three times a year yeah so <clears throat> and uh man we gotta talk about that we gotta get somebody in here from the downtown neighborhood association and talk about that yeah i because I, I, I think i'm probably like most people listen to this if they hear this this piece of it it's like i knew something was happening but not what you know like i knew that there was some investment and you know but like progress, I don't know it's important for people to know about that for sure. Are there um, any businesses that are maybe not in the realm of, of music and venues that you guys have been working with or networking with to kind of support this movement and, and bringing this back, Memphis? Anyone worth shouting out to? As far as the amphitheater, or um, for for your businesses and what you have going on for Growlers and for Watershed and just the, the movement as a whole of bringing you know live music back after you know post Rona.
2: Yeah, I mean. Um... We're, we're talking to like the Tennessee Neva about doing some things to help bring us all together. Of course, with all this COVID stuff going on, everybody's focusing on these same, the shuttered venue grants, Mm -hmm. trying to get all that stuff nailed down. We've kind of lost contact with our idea of doing a bounce around live stream. So you could see the venues, you know, like your average concert goer, isn't going to Nashville to see shows, you know, but there's so many cool venues in Nashville. So it was like a live stream that. You have a festival to where you got a band playing at Growlers, right? That band's playing at Growlers, the live stream goes over to Exodin in Nashville, boom,
1: and then you go Mm -hmm. to Knoxville and Chattanooga. You get to see what all is going on around the city because I mean vice versa, like, you know, a lot of people from Memphis aren't gonna go to Nashville for a show unless it's a big show. They're not gonna be going to these smaller independent venues. But same thing with Nashville, it's like you're not gonna have all these national Nashville people come in to Memphis for these independent shows.
0: Right. Okay. So going back, talking more, a little bit more about Memphis as we, we finish up here. How do you feel just the city of Memphis and being in Memphis has just, you know, influenced, you know, your decisions and your impact and your, what you're trying to do with your businesses. Memphis is such a special city, you know, and it kind of, it may, it's, it's got like the best and the worst of all kinds, which is, I think is awesome you know, the um, most extreme examples of all. So for a business operator, you know, it's, it's a different world to navigate. I feel like I'll, I'll let Mark go first on that one. Cause I, <laughs> so, <laughs> I got a lot to say about <laughs> Memphis.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I've always loved Memphis and like, you know, I've always, you know, especially when I was a little bit younger, I'm still young now, but when I was in my early twenties and even in high school, you know, I wanted to venture out and go out of Memphis, like go to St. Louis, Las Vegas, L.A., wherever, go on the road. But Memphis has always had something that, you know, to me, this is the original music city, you know, like it's obviously the birthplace of rock and roll, but to me, it's the original music city and there's just so much art and creativity in the city that it's like nowhere else soul me you know, the know soul I mean? I mean it's yeah I mean, it influences all all things creatively here and it's always been you know hard for me to say that like i want to leave this city like it's always you been can a try break, but you'll, yeah, you'll get brought yeah, back you know, it's like <laughs> it doesn't matter you can try yeah. man we've all like, tried
0: i've moved away you moved away <laughs> yeah, heard yeah. You say twice <laughs> it? yeah like, it brings yeah. you right back there's there's such and like a raw and that's
1: why i've never even tried to move away is because it's like you know I've, I've thought about it but at the same time i'm like why do I want to move away? Like everything is here. Yeah. Well, and the
0: truth is too, that if you are able to cultivate something, um, you know, creatively and actually give it a proper platform and a proper spotlight and proper acknowledgement and proper resources, you can do some really fucking
1: incredible things in Memphis. But yeah, I mean, it's got a great, great base talent. I've seen the growth since, you know, back when, you know, we were teenagers slash, you know, late, or or, you know early adulthood back in the day it's like i've seen just the massive growth that's happened in the city in the past you know 10-15 years Mm -hmm. honestly it's just going to keep growing from there and i mean i think you know you give it another five to ten years from now i think this city will probably be getting close to where it's on nashville level if not yeah, the difference Nashville.
0: is that everyone will actually be from here. Yeah, but like, every, yeah. and not, not, <laughs> and not but, like Nashville, where everybody's from somewhere like, else. Memphis' it like footprint's a lot
1: bigger than Nashville, no, And yeah. I, I like Nashville, but Nashville just—it's got a fake persona to it, you know. Yeah, and, it's, whereas it's Memphis a, is, like you said, the soul. Like you can't take away the soul from the city. You can build upon new thing. I mean, old things here in the city, but you still can't rip away the soul. From yeah, the city.
0: I I think we're in a unique place. I mean, like, you know, it started in 1954 with Elvis and everything that happened then. But that same raw energy that, you know, he was feeding from and all the music and talent to become what he was is still alive today. And maybe there's not the same kind of like we're talking about the same resources behind that energy. But it, it seems to me and I'm optimistic, you know, that that moving forward, especially coming out of this 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 last year there's, there's just an opportunity to ride that wave in a way that it hasn't been in a long time. So I'm really optimistic with, you know, what you guys are doing and what a lot of people are really focusing on now and how that can actually become something whole and it can become an experience again, Uh you know, and an energy that, that makes waves. It's here. It's here.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, you know, to, to me with Memphis, the, the one thing that you gotta love about the city is people hustle. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that really, really hustle. And if you can make it in Memphis, like everybody's so you probably heard it a thousand times if you can make it here you can go anywhere and make it cuz Memphis is a tough city to make it in mm-hmm. there's too many opinions there's too much there's there's too much judgment a lot of times and mm-hmm. people will
0: judge you without even knowing who the hell you are yeah um like arbitrary competition. Like a lot, like I see that in bands a lot. Like Remember when we played, man? Just like the petty drama between yeah, yeah. bands that wasn't actually real. It was yeah, just something that right. was fabricated.
1: Just, everyone was just, just you know, like, oh, it's a Smith 7 kid. And no oh, it's yeah, a metal kid. It's yeah, like none of that. We should have just been just all the little caring clip, about each all, other, all, all the little clicks. Like, you know, now yeah. it's... You know, I don't know with, you know, the younger generation now, there may be that. I don't really see it much because there's not a lot of younger bands like there used to be back in the day. There's not a lot of labels like there used to be either, you know, that were localized and putting on stuff. You know, now it's like everyone's just wants to go to a show and enjoy it. There's no mm-hmm. pettiness. No, you, you think know. that's a growing up mark? Yeah. You think that's part of it? Part of it. I but, mean, <laughs> but I also, but I also like, you know, I observe like from remembering those days, I observe like the younger crowds that come in. I don't see it. I don't really see it anymore. Not it's probably like, yeah. Good.
0: I mean, it shouldn't be, it's un- completely unnecessary. Yeah. It's it's that grit
2: and grind. And then like we're, I, I consider us lucky. And, you know, even with the bands and stuff in town, because we have the opportunity to meet so many people, yeah. You know, and it, Memphis is like one of those cities, uh, you, you meet everybody and you know everybody and you can't go anywhere without seeing somebody you know. You drive down the interstate and it's like, oh man, there goes Joe. Hey, what's up here? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that's, that's what's always brought me back to the city is how close everyone is, even with all of the bullshit, even yeah. with the judgment, even with the opinionated, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to say something about it style stuff. It, it, it stays there for a minute and then it goes away and you're back to hugging again. You know, it's like, uh, there's not really a whole lot of grudge
0: that stays here. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Well, we've all, you know, it's Memphis. We've all been through a lot. Right. <laughs> we've so. got a little bit of a hard edge to this. It's fine. You can accept that. But, uh, well, listen guys, um, this is, uh, this is really nice to hear what you have, what you have going on. I mean, it's cool to hear it through the grapevine and, and, and like see an advertisement for a show here and there, but I have to, take a minute and just myself and i know i speak for a lot of people listening too when i say thank you for what you're doing and the energy that you're putting into your businesses and to the local local scene not just with music but with all of memphis artistry it's incredibly important and necessary for you know the next next phase of life especially you know for us memphians um but it's 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 awesome so thank you um
2: we're we're just people our job is to bring music to memphis and to have people have a good time so we're going to continue doing our job you know that's yeah.
0: that's a great job to have i love it yeah so how can people before we head out um how can people connect with you how can people find you on facebook uh, instagram social media where can we find out what's going on everything, shows
1: everything should be based off of nine on one growlers uh our website's nine on one growlers.com instagram's nine on one growlers facebook is growlers either growlers 901 or 901 growlers but it's all cool yeah you know, it'll it's be per- li- it'll be linked in the description it's, it's pretty easy to find all our social media i mean you search growlers on google like the first thing that you should see if you're in memphis immediately is like find us like our official links and everything if you know if you search growlers memphis it's gonna be one of the first things you find Exc- as well exclusive so, rights to yeah. growlers
0: i like yeah. it nice well thanks guys i really appreciate you coming out yeah absolutely it. cheers it was fun <laughs>
1: Thank you
2: guys for tuning in. Uh, If you want to check out any of our other content, you can visit our website at station8productions.com or our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash station8productions. Thanks.